0: Hey, y'all, this is Trent Knox with the Trent Knox Show with my guest, Knives Monroe. Hey, Knives, could you say what's up to the podcast?
1: Hey, Trent. Uh, Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Um, It's such an honor to be on your podcast, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, Knives, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Uh, It's probably been over like three months, I feel like, uh, since I last spoke with you. Something like that.
1: You know it it takes it takes as long as it takes. It's all good though. Here we are freaking right up where we left off.
0: Yeah. Um so I the first time I officially met you was at Kickbutt Coffee when we all sat around the round table and kind of discussed uh our directions and stuff like that and where we were going. One of the pertinent questions you asked me was what is my why? Do you do you know your why right now?
1: Yeah, my my why is uh, is, you know, I, I don't know if it's a DNA thing or if it's a gene thing or if it's a meme thing or, you know, meme in the Richard Dawkins sense of the word. Like, I, I don't know uh, if it's the chicken or the egg that came first, but I'm a dreamer, you know, mm-hmm. a big time dreamer. And uh, my dreams about the future and, and the quality of life that I, I want to have and share with my family is my why. I I very much enjoy the present and the current quality of life with me and my family, but my dreams are even bigger, and uh, they propel me, and they they give me the momentum I need, the drive, if you will, to persist and to – they just propel me forward, and uh, I would say that's my life.
0: You know, Naz, um, when I first – like encountered the content that you were putting on online uh, through, I think, uh, Indie Darling. Or no, not through Indie Darlings It was another platform. Uh, Brian had shown it to me. Brian Kern, Comic Chaos Podcast. Um, and I was really inspired by the, the type of thought process that you have. And little did I know you were a filmmaker uh, that was actually producing films, directing films, yeah. writing scripts. Uh, can you maybe like talk to people about like what the process of entering into the film world
1: is? Well, I like to look at myself as a filmmaker outside the system. Um, not to be contrarian, but just, you know, I've never made a Hollywood film. I've never gone to Hollywood. Uh, I come from a generation where that was the quote-unquote way to make it. You know, you you get a script, you, you pitch it, you sell it, and then maybe if you're lucky, you go to, I don't know, Cannes Film Festival or Sundance Film Festival, and then your movie's picked up and you make Pulp Fiction, and that's the dream, right? Uh, just the time that I started producing and making stuff, that wasn't really the dream, but uh, YouTube happened, so it, it became about, you know, your your excuses were suffocated, and then you kind of had to make something yourself. so. The first film I ever made, it was actually one of the first things I ever made outside of backyard wrestling videos, was in 2012, so six years ago, almost to the day, it was in August, uh, where I debuted my first feature film, I was 24 years old, and uh, wrote a script, Uh, I made it on the budget of Hot Dogs and Handshakes, and fortunate enough to acquire a a band of misfits that believed in the script and wanted to make it and bring it to fruition and it's available on youtube and not to make a shameless plug it's called herb apple and uh it's very poorly produced and the camera work is fair at best and the audio sketchy the performances are like barely there my direction like there's there's hardly a voice like it's But I love it so much, you know. It reminds me of Kevin Smith's Clerks and that you look at it, you point at it, and you say, oh, that counts? Um, So I'm a self-taught guy, you know. Uh, Tarantino has that quote where he says, uh, some people went to film schools, I went to films. And that was me, you know. Uh, Before Wikipedia, like, I I read – I went to the library, you know, and I read scripts, and I read how-to books, and I read autobiographies and biographies of filmmakers, and I'm a big reader, and so I was a self-taught guy. You know, I, I learned everything on YouTube. I learned everything on YouTube tutorials and a lot of trial and error and, and failures. And and I think my whole, if you want to call it a career, my body of work is just really a sum of failures, you know. And uh, I think after 15 years, they amounted to something, uh, inertia of some kind. And now I get to make money uh, producing content and, uh, and stuff like that. So I get to... I call it art money like that's what people are really after to an extent um the hollywood dream the, the the classic filmmaking trope has been redefined due to the democratization of the internet and it's it's liberating you know there's a lot of freedom in that but there's also a burden of so many choices and so much garbage that is out there i participated in the snowball effect of garbage um i've created a lot a lot of crap as well you, you can find that online as well but um I guess what ended up happening was, like I said, fifteen, sixteen years passed, and uh, I accumulated a lifetime of experience. That for the new kids on the block that come on the scene, the the sixteen-year-olds, the twenty-five-year-olds that come out on the scene, uh, like you, uh, I think approach me with some sort of like big brother, big brotherness. Like, wow, Knives must know what he's talking about because he's done it a few times, and I have. But it's not like. It's not like I'm an award-winning filmmaker or anything. I'm just a dude who um, is a hopeless romantic who just has to make shit to cope. So I wish it was like – I wish I could say that I was like some acclaimed guy, um, you know, who's like super talented, like a Banksy or something. But I'm just a dude that just doesn't go away, if I'm being honest.
0: Mm. Um. While you're, while you're talking there a lot of things came to mind um, you talked about your 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 um, it's not really a biopic but it definitely relates to your life life a lot your documentary or uh, narrative film uh, doppelganger her doppelganger sorry about that um, One of the thing that I've noticed around that aside from you and uh, but other filmmakers that I've spoken with, Uh, they're always working on a project, and I think that the one thing that differentiates you from the rest of the pack is you've completed your first feature project, and it's out there. You know, you've had that experience. So some of the the work that you've done after Her Doppelganger uh, that I've seen has been uh, coupled in the podcast world, uh, vlogging and the such, um one thing that came to mind while we were while you were talking there was your first uh episode with Tanner Walters of creators on um what was that again is that indie darlings is that that pipe dream pipe dream that's right and one thing i noticed be of uh, from you from uh from a perspective of you turning the camera to yourself is that a lot of people who are successful <clears throat> successful speak uh, with their hands and envision the things that they're saying um, yeah do, do you feel that
1: um, I don't I'm not conscious to...
0: what was that I think we lost knives let's see if we can get them back
1: Trent Knox, are we still
0: Sorry. Uh yeah, I dropped the call with you. Um, must have been through a, going through a, a dead zone.
1: I apologize. No, actually I got a call on the oh. other end and I told I told my wife, what the fuck is wrong with you? I told you I'm on a podcast with Trent Knox. What the fuck
0: <laughs> you want? Oh man. I feel so uh feel so appreciated.
1: You goddamn oh. will better
0: be. So what was I saying? So yeah, so you not... I, I,
1: after filming myself I've noticed my own affectations for mm-hmm. sure uh but I'm not really conscious of them I I uh I if I express myself with my hands I don't know I don't necessarily know what that means I do know that 70% of communication is nonverbal mm-hmm. so I think I think I'm in a state of honesty and so my body might sing with my honesty I think oh, I'm yeah. doing it right now in my car mm
0: that's that's i think that's an important thing to have and i think that successful people are in sync with their non-verbals and their verbals um and i can't say i don't know if i'm there yet Uh, i mean maybe that's the thing that i i have so much speculation in my life that i always say i don't know i shake my head or something like that i don't know i don't know um so, well,
1: I, would, I wouldn't feel burdened by the I don't know. Like, there's confidence in the I don't know if you don't know, even if it stems yeah. from insecurity. Like, that's okay. I think we put so much emphasis on having the right answer all the time, and uh, I think that must be exhausting, you know? So it's okay to not know everything all the time.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's the ver- thing everybody should appreciate, th- what you just said there. Um, I'm learning, and, and over the time since I uh, last saw you and spoke with you, um is that I've been comparing myself to, to other people who I don't know their circumstances. Um,
1: Comparison is the worst form of violence that you can do to yourself.
0: Right, yeah. You know what? It, but I say it's me, but it's also my family and, and uh, acquaintances and the such, you know, trying to find out where they are on the hierarchy of basically
1: acceptance. In terms of you accepting them or them accepting you?
0: Well, maybe it's a little bit of both because I look at it as am I successful enough at 24 doing what I'm doing or am I uh, being a menace to society or is what I do valuable to society,
1: or D? Are you in the middle of figuring it out?
0: Oh, that's, yeah. That that that's something I guess I've been thinking about, and I. Uh, that's where the I don't know comes in. You know, I. I guess I'll only find that out when um, I can accept myself. You know.
1: I think you answered your own question. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So, are we on the podcast right now? Yeah, we still are, yeah. Okay, is, is this like a questions and answers, or can, is this more of a conversation? I'm asking because I, I don't want to be rude, but oh, if no. this is like inside the actor studio, I'm so down for it, but if this is also like I can ask you questions and shit, I'm down for that too.
0: Oh yeah, it's conversation.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't necessarily know what the, the Trent Knox podcast is air quotes about, but sure. I, I would say you're very hard on yourself, and- yeah. uh, I feel like, and I'm going to make an accusation, and I'm going to make an assumption here, so please don't take it personally if you're offended, mm-hmm. but I think about 24-year-olds in 2018, and I have immense empathy for the lot of you because there's so much emphasis on lifestyle, and we're being sold, and, and I'm one of these people that sells advertising and things like that, so it's a it's a double-edged sword. I'm fluent in that language, but you know the internet and and all consumerism and the capitalism of America that runs through all of our veins like it leaves you wanting and then that becomes a, a trap right and and then in my opinion you're you're in the matrix right mm-hmm. part of like my why is to is to snap out of the matrix and to snap other people out of the matrix when when they're ready like that really gives me a boner you know like that that gets me off like mm-hmm. i like being uh, enlightened, awakened. Uh, I like the feeling of a higher, a higher level of consciousness because that, then you're in the problem-solving state of mind, right? And uh, I just feel so much empathy for 24-year-olds that are left wanting, you know, because uh, it, it's not really your fault. You're being sold by Nike and and by entrepreneurism and and uh, whatever the lifestyle is, whatever the current trend of that time, and before you know it, if you're not careful, you're going to be 30 years old and say, what the fuck happened? Mm. And that's a slippery slope for everybody. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've been questioning that. Um, And I guess that's kind of what this show's about. It's it's questioning am I in the right place uh, in in coordination with what society is and am I it was what I'm doing valuable um, and I think the question is is better than the answer you know um, sure I've had conversations with the um, with people re- recently who've had really really uh, harsh beliefs um, and you know it, it's a it's a wide like the, the age range is very very wide, from from twenty years old to forty five plus years old, and they 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 have serious uh, tisms or ists that that yeah. really corrupt their uh, corrupt their open mindedness to new yes. new thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a form of elitism, you know. Uh, I think if I look back at being twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, like I think I would have had like harsh states and reality as well, you know, uh, because you're figuring it out and you think and you want to know it all, and that's a form of coping, I think, you know, saying like I got a grip on all this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're questioning your reality. Like I think that's a form of like uh, virtue signaling or something, you know, and it's part of it's part of growing up. Mm -hmm. we 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 expect you know and i have a lot of respect for kylie jenner i've never met her but Mm -hmm. i don't i don't talk about i don't talk down about her but you have these kylie jenner's these 20 year olds who are millionaires who quote unquote have it all figured out and that's 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 a narrative that's being perpetuated everywhere about having it all figured out being at peace Mm -hmm. um you know oh this person's contributing to society they they're adding value so therefore they're valuable they're validated um there's so much emphasis on that what about people like just wanting to chill the fuck out what about people what what happened to growing up what happened mm-hmm. to growing what happened to evolving what happened to like a never ending state of flux what happened to adaptation what happened to open mindedness what happened to like feeling everything you know now every, everything's a declaration of identity everything's like I'm this ist I'm this ism like you said mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's a little dangerous like the only label I've ever I, I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson once they asked him are you an atheist and they asked him the only ist I am is a scientist mm-hmm. and I've always liked that and I always felt like the only ist I am is an artist that's the only label I've ever really wrapped my mind around and I think if you're attracted to my aura or my vibes or whatever, it's because I, I have a, a sense of uh, certainty with my bubble and, and this never ending strings of bubbles that we all bump into with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you just clashed with me and was like, wait a second, this guy has a this guy is sure of himself. But if you start asking me about the NFL, I, I have no I have no idea what to ask you. Mm-hmm. If you start asking me about like. Guns and like the different models and this and that. I have no idea what to what to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only fluent in in what I'm fluent in, you know, and that's like visual language. So I think I overcompensate what I'm ignorant about, and I over I over I just double down on what I do know, you know, and it's very limiting. Yeah. But that's all that's all I know, and I'm comfortable with that, man. Like I, I'm happy with just being uh, an artist. You know, like I, 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 I went all in on that. And so I don't have to worry about um, all the other baggage that I that I definitely sense those on the come up are grappling with.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I feel as though I've been having this conversation with myself uh, in my thinking head thinking voice inside of my head uh, about very similar topics, but I think one thing that, that you have is you've uh, overcome a lot of uh, negative circumstances, uh, and that, that makes you f- way further along than the average person your
1: age. Well, this goes back to being a dreamer. Like, uh, there's a lot of – it's not fair to compare anybody to me and to compare me to them because they they don't have my dreams. They don't have my vision. Mm -hmm. They don't see through my eyes. Uh, My friend Dakota Meyer uh, always talks about the lens of life, and we all have a different lens. We all see through life through a different lens. And so what I – like, the way I I rummage through adversity – Like, it shouldn't be compared to anybody else's suffering or or circumstances. It's all relative, you know? Like, for me, uh, there's a lot of, like, self-sabotage in my life. There's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of, like, situations I put myself in because it was like putting the video game on hard. Like, I just wanted to see if I could do it, Mm -hmm. and um, that's a luxury, you know? There's a lot of people who, they just eat a shit sandwich every day, and that's, that's their life, then they don't have the luxury of a choice. So a lot of people don't have my goals and like what I'm after. Like I, I have a bigger picture, but it's not a bigger picture compared to somebody else's picture. I just have a bigger picture relative to me. And, uh, I think that that's really the thing that, uh, makes me stand out is, uh, my relationship with my bigger picture drives me and some people a either don't know what that is b are being sold that they think they need a bigger picture such as like Yeezys or something they're being sold like by this um uh nerf gun or by this uh, i don't know whatever whatever you know uh, what was that thing that spinner that everybody fidget had spinners. last year
0: fidget spinners
1: fidget spinner like you know i'm not sold like on on the you know i can't believe i'm quoting deepak chopra but uh like that i you know he calls that the superstition of materialism Mm -hmm. like i'm very skeptical about like being told i'm needing something oh oh, i
0: see the jones effect
1: exactly fomo right like Mm -hmm. I, i don't feel that like uh i only know what i what i see in front of me and what i what i want to create uh that's it and, but there's some people out there that all they need is love. All they need is a significant other and to be in the arms of their significant other. And that's their, and that's what they want. And so therefore that's, that doesn't make them like, that doesn't make their goals and visions like small. If, if it's big to them, it's, it's relatively large to them. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I just think that we're in, in America, especially like, there's so much wanting, mm-hmm. there's so much like, I want to be a stand-up comic. I want to be a musician. I want to, no, you probably really don't, unless like you're, you find yourself doing it and you're compelled, right? Like, I keep talking about like all this, you know, mystical stuff of like being compelled and the, uh, you know, uh, kind of being as if it's divine, almost like this energy pushing me to do stuff. But um, I think everybody has that if they're, if they're if they're conscientious of their values you know
0: what i mean yeah i do you know uh i'm gonna quote somebody uh, because i listen to his content all the time gary v and i feel like i'm in the, i'm in the state that he's talking about is tasting so i've been doing the creating vlogs i've been doing the uh creating short films or something like that um i've been doing live streaming i've been uh T- doing podcast. I did the podcast. I've tr- tried uh, doing the comedy thing with with uh, with Brian, and um, you know I'm I'm kind of just like trying to figure out what makes me happy. You know, yeah. at this point. Um. And, may know, I
1: ask you? May I ask you what has made you happy in the past? Um. Surely two things come to mind. Maybe one thing.
0: Okay, sex. If you if we go straight to it, but then I'm be- constantly being sold that uh, through okay the, sex, sex makes you happy,
1: What's okay. what's another thing in terms of uh, like that accomplishment feeling?
0: Oh man uh, you know it's the accomplishment feeling. I don't wanna. I I I. The first thing that comes to w- mind is being rewarded, but that's the same thing as being uh, accepted. You know, um, I I think that that um, helping helping people has always been something that makes me happy. Um, seeing someone else have fun because I was able to have that happen, you know, yes. or or I I. I Built the, I built the environment in which that person could be having fun or facilitating happiness.
1: Facilitating happiness. I mean, don't you think that that's the thing then?
0: Um, um, there are so many... Uh, with that happening, there's so much negativity that comes with it um so the it, it's a it's a balance i guess cuz you're you're trying to prevent you're, you have you're trying to prevent anything that may uh bring you know sadness into the ecosystem of happiness um, and if, if you're let's say we we're, we're, we're organizing a dodgeball game we're going to try and make it as safe as possible so that everyone doesn't have this, these negative
1: emotions coming onto them, right? Um, um, I could go on a big trip about that. Like, that, that to me is like, um, it's like what Jocko says, discipline equals freedom, right? Like, sometimes doing something and getting hurt, like, sometimes pain is good, right? Sometimes like the the if you can't you know and now we live in a world where you can't this isn't politically correct, and I think that's a form of um, I think that's a form of like psychological abuse when we start talking in political correctness personally, but uh, one could say if you if if you're not safe playing dodgeball, mm-hmm. well then it, don't play dodgeball it's not, it's not for you. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're afraid to get hurt, and like everything's nerfed out or whatever, and and everybody's like it's a safe place, and everybody gets like the second place trophy thing in dodgeball, mm-hmm. I think I think then then that systems are already a little broken, you know.
0: I don't disagree with that. I think that the word discipline is used in two different ways. It can either mean uh, repercussions or it can mean routine, and. I, no, I'm talking
1: about. I'm talking about. Here's what I, the way I interpret that is. Uh, People associate the word discipline with pain, Mm -hmm. with like ache and being sore or waking up early, with like discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I think think it's almost ubiquitous or synonymous with those terms. And now like discomfort and pain and aches and sores are now negative when it's Mm -hmm. like, no, motherfuckers, this is where growth comes from. This is where accomplishment and fulfillment comes from. This is where success comes from. Mm-hmm. And when you try to deny that and everybody just shortcuts their way to some sort of dopamine hit, that's when we got a lot of numb motherfuckers who are left wanting.
0: Yeah, but I mean this is kind of I guess into... I,
1: I guess it's like this, right? And I'm sorry for interrupting, but if your facilitation for happiness, if there's like a little bit of pain in that, I, I would say you're going to have to find your margin, right? Like for filmmaking, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bullshit that comes with your final product, your final result. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit that comes with that. But the high that I personally get, the high, the rush, of clicking upload, mm-hmm. it's like it's like scaling a mountain to me. When you put 30 man hours into a five minute video or whatever, and you click upload, and it's out there, I don't care about the likes and the views and the shares. and Not that, that's not the currency. The mm-hmm. currency is clicking upload and saying, I did this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the currency. That's the rush. And it comes from like, you know, I didn't shoot that right. People might notice this or that person no called no showed that day. Or I wanted to shoot that in the day instead I had to shoot that at night. Or it rained that day. Or you know what? I didn't get to finish filming this, but here it is that day. Or it's, you know, it it comes from imperfection. It comes from flaws. Like I think I may have said this the first day I met you, but filmmaking is a mistakest art form, and I love that. It's not about what's right, it's about what was what you got that day, and that's that's very liberating to me. So people look at a final product and they see and and they think it's like perfected or whatever, but I mm-hmm. see the flaws, I see the blemishes, and that's part of it. If you're afraid of that, well, then that's not the medium for you right. You know what I mean? so and I facilitate happiness as well mm-hmm. I, I my my goal is to my macro like holy shit goal is to have people think about themselves in a different, better way. To have them change the way they see themselves for the better. Mm-hmm. That's a hard fucking thing to do. It's a facilitation of happiness as well in, in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work all the time. You know, like that that's but that's part of it. And then that's where the reps come in and and all that. And that's where ultimately do I enjoy doing this? I may get You know, one win out of every 10, but do I enjoy doing this? If the answer is yes, then I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, well, then what's my margin? Like, when is it going to be good enough for me? And then that comes down to me, right? So, figuring that out for me, luckily, I only had one option. It was never going to be football or tennis or trombone. It was never going to be that. It was going to be this. so whatever that facilita- facilitation of happiness is for you mm-hmm. if the margin is 50-50 I mean, that's pretty fucking good you would take those odds with you to Las Vegas you know what i mean yeah it's never it's never going to be 100% perfect and and there's no pain and there's no quote unquote negativity like embrace it but just you know amplify the happiness part of that facilitation
0: yeah um i guess i guess uh I guess with uh, coming off of that, I want to go back to something though, because I hate to do this, but what we're what we're being sold on uh, on platforms such as Instagram is a image of uh, and, and it has to do with the personalities that and influencers that are creating the content is a false sense of reality. We want to believe so much that that girl or that guy is doing those things when in reality there's a bigger machine behind that than than just that singular person um doing those activities okay more more or less that you know you go on an Instagram and you see these beautiful girls but they're or beautiful guys and you wanna you wanna live up to those standards but there's no way to do that as an individual. Maybe I'm, you know, for every there isn't, there actually is. I don't know how that, that saying goes, but you doubt it, and it and it really does exist. But the, there's a far majority of them that aren't doing it on their own. Um, that it's, it's a collective of people making sure that that image
1: gets... Uh, So, so, so here's what I think you're saying or what you're, here's what I think you're talking about. So I got a five inch dick. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I got a five inch dick. Right. Okay. Now, most porn that I watch ain't no five inch dick in sight. Okay. It's always like eight inch dick motherfuckers. It's, it's, it's always, you know, you got the chode over here. You got the fucking, you got the Coke can cock. You, uh, you got the big black cock, of course, who could forget. But I got, I got a 5-inch dick, and so as a kid growing up with a 5-inch dick, I was always self-conscious. I was always like, man, like, you know what, can I eat you out instead? Because, you know, what if, what if she sees my dick, and, and it's not a fucking 12-inch cock, and what if she doesn't like it? Yeah. Um, now you take that porn psychology, and now that's Instagram with everything, and now there's a lot of insecurity. It's just, pro- it's just propelling insecurity. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, there's never been a woman That I've never made come. Mm-hmm. There's never been a woman That said, ah, that's it There's never been a woman that You know, there's never been a time where I never Had a good time Having sex, mm-hmm. you know what I mean But I, when you start comparing yourself To others, you, you're, you're gonna find flaws You know what I mean And yeah. um, I made a movie about this um, Her doppelganger Was about an eating disorder, it was about bulimia mm-hmm. And it was about you know, the the tagline of the film was. If. What was it? Uh, I don't even know the old tagline of my own movie, but it was a. Uh, fuck. I'll have to look it up, but it was like, uh, if less is more, then nothing is everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something very if less is more than nothing is everything there's something very nihilistic about that Mm. and that to me is instagram like when and porn pornography like once you start saying like wow i don't have those abs or i don't have that dick or i don't have that hair i mean it's real easy right and you think man they got it all right um once you start doing that that's 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 uh that's disempowering psychology You know what I mean? That's that's losing psychology. Self worth, you know, who sells that?
0: Right, but isn't the conversation uh, consistently that that at least in the mainstream is that you're gonna find love online? You're gonna you're gonna participate in conversations over direct message, and you're. Going I think to the find main love.
1: conversation is. You're not enough. Mm. That's the main conversation. Like your skin isn't right. You need this. Mm. Your hair is whack. You need this. Your what are those? Yeah. Right. Your your watch is whack. Okay. Oh, you have the iPhone 5C or whatever. Mm. Like oh, you have an Android. Oh, you know what I mean. Like that. That's the culture. Yeah. It's it's peacocking. It's in nature as well, right? Mm-hmm. So. Th- that's what it is um, these ad agencies have discovered uh, you know hitting pain points mm. so you get a credit card mm. well well, what if grandma gets sick do you want to be ready that was literally a credit card commercial at one point mm-hmm. you want to be ready when grandma gets sick capital one you know what I mean Yeah. Um, and then motherfuckers are in debt school you want to get a good job I saw some, like, meme yesterday that was the government will give you $100,000 in student loans, but not $10,000 for a business loan. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. something to that. Yeah, you know, um, my, my, my girlfriend, she has a college degree, and she'll be lucky if she can get a job for $12 an hour, and she's worth more. But she was being sold at the time, the 2004 dream of our parents that they left behind of, like, you got to go to school. That's the only way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So everything's being sold to you that you're not enough. It's horrible. No. The art that gets me going is the art that that um to quote Kanye West that makes cracks in the pavement that 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 makes cracks in the matrix. Mm. That's that says this shit isn't fucking real. Being like, and now real to this place. You know what I mean? That to me dangerous. To me is look at our president that's where that's where how many people are eating off of that
0: off of the president how many
1: yeah how many people how many like what, what, oh dude I can hear the echo man uh, oh, like oh, vultures it's... people are eating off of our president's um, attitude or his style whatever it is like the the anti-political correctness um, people are eating off of that because people secretly desire that because mm-hmm. Trump he, he acts like he doesn't need anything
0: right it's
1: uh... somewhere it's... along the line I had to accept that I am who I am and there's only one Knives Monroe and so I gotta be the best version of that and you only get the one life and so I'm gonna go down making as much dope shit as I can period Okay. That's it. Not going to compare myself to David Lynch. I'm not going to compare myself to Xavier Dolan and, and Donald Glover. Like, I'm not going to compare myself to those guys because they're doing their best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. But once you start comparing yourself to Casey Neistat and you're saying, how come I'm not like that? Dude, you lost. Like, he's not comparing himself to anybody. And that's what people are really, really yeah, after. If, that's the, that's you, the real drug. And you can't sell that. Nike you, can't sell that.
0: You're competing for Pepsi, attention. Though.
1: Pepsi can't sell that.
0: At least on YouTube on YouTube you're competing for those eyeballs and that's your money that's your that's your lifeline right
1: not me not you
0: well right right, right 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 maybe you're not monetizing off of YouTube but i mean that's that's the vlogger the vlogger is is trying to monetize via coke ads and the more more views right. casey needs right. gets, right. Let's just say the your... Logan
1: Pauls, right? Let's just say that.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, they definitely took yeah, the... it over.
1: Yeah, of course, you know, and uh, that's what they do and they do it well and that's wonderful and, and people want to be like them. You know, uh people want to be like and we've talked about this before you and me off mic. People want to be like Ty Lopez. That that that's not me, man. That's not mm-hmm. me. And for a lot of people they're being sold that, that that's what they need to be, but that's not them. And so they're going to they're going to get hurt. Mhm. I uh... I mean, you 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 gotta, you gotta look at the source You gotta look at the fucking river Where all this shit comes from And it comes from wanting Like my little girl I have a four year old daughter I don't tell her that she's not enough I don't tell her like just wait till society fucking rapes you No I tell her you you got it all People are gonna try to take it away from you You gotta hold on to that shit I mean that's what I teach her I'm not saying that's the right way The only way the best way But I'm not gonna let her think for a second that No she needs clear cell that's mm-hmm. where she's going to get her fulfillment, her happiness, her, her worth. You know what I mean? Because it starts when we're kids.
0: Right, yeah. Every, well, I was just having a conversation with um, a, uh, a computer engineer about this conversation about apples to oranges, apples versus windows. Th- these these things in society um, where I remember all the cool kids, all the the... And the only reason why they were cool was because they were different than the, the majority of, of the class. They had the brand-new Razer phone. They had the brand-new iPhone. They had the brand-new, 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 whatever was, like, being marketed all the time, you know? Right. And I can't, I can't say I know where those people are today.
1: And, and I'll tell you this. It's not a certainty that, that their cup is full,
0: yeah, no, I hear what you're saying.
1: That they're fulfilled, that they got it all figured out. You know what I mean? I had those friends, too. I knew those guys. Yeah. You know, and I and I envied them as a kid. I was like, man, I never had a Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. I never had a PlayStation 1. I never had a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to this one friend's house, and he had everything. He had every Pokemon card. He had all the games. He had mm-hmm. all the systems. Uh, but I can tell you this. He was a miserable motherfucker, only child. And right now that guy, uh, I can tell you personally, no one knows where the fuck that guy is. He's not happy.
0: Yeah. Oh man. There's there's just like it's not one
1: hundred percent of the case all the time, but I think you and me are not talking in absolutes. I think we're talking in uh, blanket statements, you know, just to make a point.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right in the fact that, you know, it's a matter of perspective. Um depends who's looking, because if I'm looking at someone who has more than me and I'm envious of them, I'm always going to doubt myself, but also if someone's looking at me and they're envious of me for the things that I have, they're going to doubt themselves as well. Potentially. Or they could say, fuck you, and go and do whatever they want. You know what I mean?
1: 100%. Um,
0: and and maybe, maybe the fact that uh, that that's not documented because we are, we are documenters right? We both are active on social media we kind of like to, to let people know what's currently going on in our lives and, and speak to the, those individuals in our past lives if you, if you would call that that um, and, and get keep them up to date with who you are and what's going on that's social media right? Not everybody got on that bandwagon maybe
1: I, I hear what you're saying.
0: So, you know, that's that's kind of depressing, in that there, you can only. Let me. Can I ask you something, Trent Knox? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Are you currently unemployed with a typical uh, day job?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Let me let me take a shot in the dark. Um, it's possible that you have too much time in your hands if you're thinking about this shit too much because it's. It's it's it's, it's like looking at a menu all the time. You're you're eventually gonna pick stuff off the menu. But what about when you're not hungry? What about when it's time to go to sleep? If you're still staring at that menu, you're gonna say, "Well, okay, this I'll take this side as well, or I take." You're gonna keep adding. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at like the depression buffet, mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna throw up so you can eat some more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think if you. I think you need to like work out a McDonald's so you can daydream. And then that is going to propel you to, to, to be like, you know what, this is a waste of my time. I need to be doing this, whatever that is. You know what I mean? But I you do. have too much time in your head. Like that's not, that's counterintuitive to, I think like, uh, also the way we're being brought up also the way that we're, that we're told how to communicate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, the biggest thing, bouts of depression in my life, I happen to be in between jobs during those times. And uh, it's when you reach down inside yourself, swallow your pride and say, look, I need uh, I need to make money. I need to work. And then that job leads you to the next job. And then that job leads you to the next job. And before you know it, you meet a guy who knows a guy and then you get this opportunity and cool and then you crush it. And now all of a sudden, like you're, you're working and you're getting $15 an hour and it's pretty good. But then you intern for this thing, you put it all on the line and you say, I got a comfy job right here. I got the insurance, but I'm going to put it on the line to get this because I realized at the end of the day, I want to be a chef. And so I'm going to drop out of law school and I'm going to be a chef. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're good. Yeah. You're happy. You took mm-hmm. a pay cut, but you're happy because you started out with doing the shit job. You got out of the house. You know what I mean? Like there's, I really don't think there's an argument for saying, no, I don't want to step out of the house. That doesn't really help depression. You know what I mean? Yeah, it no, doesn't definitely. fucking help. Yeah it
0: doesn't no I, I agree I mean but my McDonald's is different you're using that that term just to just to say going to do something for work um, my McDonald's was working in a restaurant bartending serving tables you know um, you're right and you're wrong at the same time if I could say if, if I could make it in any way
1: is that uh, uh but here, here's the part that is may, right maybe you can make uh, maybe, it maybe I'm wrong in that you don't want to work for the man I appreciate that but maybe yeah. I'm right in that you're you're too much in your head I think you are
0: oh I don't I don't know if working for the for the man is 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 anything of a problem I think it's the man because uh, I've been fired several times and it's working for a different man all the time and that those men are never men they're just boys just like me and it becomes a a constant conflict because i'm 24 with a college educated degree pursuing a long-term successful life and they have copped out
1: you know so that's entitlement right you think you're better than them
0: no i think that i think this is a human experience i don't think i'm i i don't think i'm anything so what's the
1: problem why does that
0: bother you? What what is? I'm sorry. Did I say it bothered me?
1: Uh yeah. When did With, I say With uh, the, the the bosses who are the way that they are and working for th- those types of specific men.
0: Yeah, I don't remember saying it was. It bothered me, but it definitely uh becomes a problem when the, the my reality is con- constantly changing or are being. Uh, uprooted so if, if if I find happiness somewhere and then due to my happiness the man is upset and and makes a decision to destroy that happiness uh, for no reason and then I have to go through the system to, to get my what's due to me back through that system and then to find out that that person is lying under oath it becomes a consistent, just rigmarole of of depression on me. Where so basically I'm you're saying you're list. saying life's not fair. Um, fair may not be the way to put it. Just not. Uh, the algorithm is fucked up. You
1: what does know? it owe you?
0: What does what owe me?
1: What What does the algorithm owe you?
0: Well, the algorithm should be programmed by a system that looks out for everyone not just me but you your jo- your daughter your wife uh your your pets or whatever however you live your life whatever you deem valuable okay so so let's try to be real realistic about
1: that and where does the, where do those resources come from
0: us paying into the system us us doing what well, the work that we put in, whether that's purchasing something through our state taxes. So let's say let's
1: say I chose not to work. Should I get the same that you get? Wait, you ch-
0: you're making a conscious choice not to work.
1: Yes. So and, should I and, get the same thing that you get?
0: And that, well, I'm I'm, the answer is not as straightforward, because. So tell me. It needs to be accounted for. So if you choose not to work. I don't believe you should be receiving any uh, any aid or or any type of um, you know uh, fucking assistance that someone who chose to work. So the people who are re- are are choosing to work, but no one's giving them any any opportunity, should receive assistance. The people who choose not to work and are not getting any opportunities, should not receive assistance.
1: Okay, well then that's slavery. How so? You don't, if you have a master, and if you choose not to serve that master, you don't get rewards, that's slavery. That's the climate that we already live in, right? However,
0: however, they're not, the like I said, it's a system. So if this person chooses not, and they're not part of the system of the people who choose to that's not slavery that's just opposition that's difference of mindset you choose So in, not to watch, in, in you your are perfect algorithm exists opposition uh well if if the people who choose to work decide that the people who choose not to work uh are bec- are conflicting with them that's opposition However, if, if there is no conflict, I would call that difference. But I believe there's a, there's a, there's a conflict currently, and I don't, I don't know how we can end the conflict.
1: I think you're looking at life as a video game, and you see bugs, or you see that a level is hard, or you see that you're using ice arrows on this one boss, and it's not very effective... And so you're like, I don't know why these ice arrows aren't working. I got, I, I, worked my ass off to get them. Well, it's the, it needs, it needs to be fire arrows. And you're like, well, why should I have to go out there and get fire arrows? These arrows should be good enough. Uh, but that's not the way real life works, right? It's just not the way it works.
0: I, I would, I would agree with you. But I'm also, the only, the only difference is that, um, you're, you're given, everyone is given. A like a what's right what's wrong handbook you know and so we're all looking through the the book trying to figure out whether this this boss that we're working on that's if we're working together sorry I've, I missed this part if we're working together we're looking through the book to find out what this potential boss in front of us is uh, what's where his weaknesses if it's ice or if it's fire We we there needs to be a communication, to, how what's the best way for us to accomplish taking down that boss, you know.
1: And I think in America, the best way to to do that is to be your own boss.
0: Yeah. It would it would, but then then, you 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 have the perspective the outside the, outside people looking in deeming you as um, a, what are they, what were they calling them during the, um, during the election they were calling them like invaluable, there was another word for it, deplorables, okay, so you're trying to become your own boss, and in doing so, you are opposing all of the system that puts you uh, under a boss cause there's no boss under a boss right
1: um I call those managers
0: okay well I, I I was trying to use the same terminology so owner if so then if you call yourself an owner or a founder of instead of boss cause boss indicates a different concept I guess I guess that boss and mini boss so manager is
1: a mini boss right sure Maybe.
0: Uh, but a manager is not
1: an owner. A right. manager can get fired.
0: Yeah, and so then
1: that's not a boss. Exactly. Yes, we agree. So if you're your own boss, no one can fire you, Trent. Well, no. No one can fire you.
0: So, from, I, I don't from, know if you, if yeah, you pay yeah. attention
1: to yeah, I don't know if you pay attention to Twitter bullshit, but uh yeah. I, I I hate to like date this podcast, but you know, James Gunn. Maybe by the time people hear this, he's already reinstated. But James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, was fired because of tweets that he made ten years ago. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you're not a boss. Mm-hmm. If I, any movie I make, it's up to me if I make it or not. No one can tell me I can't make it. I make it, and I choose where it goes. I'm the boss. Right. There's there's freedom in that. Yeah.
0: I I find, yes, there's freedom.
1: And some people can't play the game on European extreme. Some people can't play the game on the highest difficulty. And that's where conflict comes from.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And that's why there's easy, that's why there's like level easy. Because that's when you can get the McDonald's job. That's level easy. That's when you can work at Walmart. There's no shame in that. But you got a boss. So if Walmart... If Amazon buys Walmart, guess what you're gonna get fired right so you're gonna have to find another one. All the truck drivers that are driving trucks right now in ten years, there's not going to be any more truck drivers or maybe twenty years right okay, yeah. so that's because they have a boss yeah right yeah so they but, but fortunately, America is founded on that this country is founded on that it supports that we're on the we're on the largest bull market in history because of that yeah because of the Mark Zuckerbergs and the, uh, those assholes out there, uh, they're millennials, they're millennial bosses. You know what I mean? The real ones, not the ones that put it in their Instagram bio, the real ones mm-hmm. that live the 1099 life that pay their taxes and are sole proprietors or independent contractors or whatever, real bosses.
0: And, and while you were talking like that, I, I, I kind of got some, I guess, definition, the difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur succeeds from within an entrepreneur succeeds from out without or oh, I'm saying the wrong word here um, outside of. The in. Okay. Maybe I, I don't know what I'm, I don't know how to, I can look that up. What it, what is your definition of an entrepreneur?
1: Someone who creates their own bills, business. Someone who runs your own business. Someone that doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. They work for themselves.
0: So someone who's successful working for someone else's business, we call
1: that an entrepreneur. And what I think you're missing the point I'm trying to make here like don't okay. don't go down that hole. This is a defense mechanism right now instead, I would consider becoming your own boss because then cause then you're in charge man don't don't leave your fate to to somebody else yeah, but my don't wo- my, don't woe with me yourself
0: my um where I make my money is from who buys my product, you know what I mean, as well, sure being do. your own boss. So if I'm not sell if I'm not if my product is not selling and I'm spending more than I'm earning, then and and additionally, nobody wants me to come work for them because I haven't been playing the uh the brand name
1: name dropping Game. All this, all this thing, everything that you're saying, what you're building up right now, is—is is, here's what you're saying. The short version is, if I suck dick at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. if I'm not paying attention, go on. Well,
0: that too. If I was sucking the boss's dick, I know. Might... No, no, no.
1: I mean suck dick. I mean being doing a poor job. Doing a poor job. Doing a poor job. If you're not, if you're, if you're not selling more than your you know whatever your margin is that's on you first of all yeah. so so keep that in mind to to, to your hypothetical why even allow that as a possibility why even entertain that thought
0: competition it's pure competition because you're being me, you, everyone is being suffocated by the person who is more successful than
1: you so um, So this is where I disagree. It all okay. depends on what your end goals, your end values, your end means are. What if that's to make $40,000 a year? Then that's not that hard. You're that's right. not that hard. It's solo... not that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Don't compare as... yourself to Ty Lopez. This, is, this goes back to if you're competing with Ty Lopez, you know what I mean?
0: yeah then then but here you're you're going toward towards a direction uh, I don't I don't know if this is the direction you're thinking of but desire is what conflicts with 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 uh with this conversation because my desires are only achieved if if there's some sort of agreement you know what I mean and what's that agreement with who
1: about what I
0: guess it. I guess it could be an agreement with another company. It could be an agreement with a example. Wife, spouse or something. Exactly. Um signing a contract with Coca-Cola for a brand deal so that I sell 500,000 t-shirts. You know, but what's what is the sacrifice that I make in order to accomplish that? And am I still going to be in the red or am I
1: going to be uh, black or green? Mhm. Uh-huh. So you no, set yourself terrible. up to succeed, right? If you're selling shirts, how much does it cost to make a shirt? How much are you selling it for, right? right? If you want to put you're right. uh, the Common Chaos logo on it, mm-hmm. hey, Brian, what's the deal where you win, where it's very minimum risk for you, where I can license your logo, and you get $2 for every shirt that I sell? And mm-hmm. can you promote it? There's your ROI, there's his ROI,
0: Yeah.
1: right? So it's simple. It's economics, right? So that's what you have to be asking yourself.
0: Yeah. Can you can you provide a service for someone that um, that take for someone that cannot prov- well the I the problem is is wow, this is where it really burdens me as a dude. If person. you're if you're
1: in the shirt selling business, yeah. it, it's gonna be a rough, it's gonna be a rough life for sure. Right. It's gonna yeah. be a rough life because the margins on shirts are horseshit.
0: Well, not even that. If it if it's product A. It could be anything, right? The any
1: product, but let's be that, realistic here. We're talking about you. I, I, I. We don't need to go hypothetical.
0: Well, I'm not selling any product that's like no particular pro- product, so it, it I'm, I'm but, a nobody, but, we, selling but, we, but we all need to earn a living, right? Right, right, right that's right. a reality. So, the all the, the things that I'm providing are are me propositioning individuals to facilitate a service. You know what I mean? So what's, w- what specifically are you talking about? Like, be spe-
1: t- like like you're talking in such vague, like, right.
0: That's where I'm going. That's make oil terms. Like that's, just, just speak. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm going. So
1: if someone, let me ask you, and I've asked you this before, I'm like, what can you do for me that I that I can't do for myself?
0: I don't know. I think you can do everything. That's what I'm saying. I believe that everybody can do everything with the proper uh, education and showing them how to achieve those, achieve that that particular thing. Whether it's a podcast, video, uh, f- posting on Instagram, whatever. That lesson with an okay.
1: So is. if that was an elevator pitch, that's that's pretty bad, right? So what, what's your elevator pitch? It's like, what can you do for me that I can't do for myself? What.
0: What can't right now? What do you want? What do you want to do?
1: I'll tell you what I need. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm an X Men, let's say I'm okay. Wolverine. I don't know, I'm okay. not that cool, but let's say I'm Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I want to meet up with Cyclops, I want to meet up with Beast Boy. Wait, no, that's a different comic. I want to meet up with uh, Nightcrawler. Did I already say that? I want to meet up with Storm, Professor X, Magneto. I want to meet all the X Men. And all I want to do is be in a room with all these X-Men and see what happens. That's so, what I want.
0: So I could facilitate well, an event for you guys, get you a location, uh, facilitate all the production equipment. Um, so no, no equipment, facts, no equipment. Foods or it, it's like, like it's like
1: talent scouting. Like, can right. you find, ten, you know, five or ten other Knives Monroe and, and coordinate – a meeting and we just see like if we can make an Avengers out of this or something, whatever whatever it is, like or if you just have friends. Like yeah. I'm interested in that. Like I wanna see the other freaks out there. Yeah. That and it's so weird to me, like, and, and maybe I'm anti social or something, but in a society that's so well connected, why is that so fucking hard?
0: I'll tell you I'll tell you why and it's partially the reason why I'm always so skeptical of what to say. It's because when you're sent when you're sent this blanketed blanketed invitation to go to something um, like uh, like a birthday party where you know four people are gonna be and I just send you an e-card and it doesn't feel it. There's no feeling. There's nothing to that, right? Maybe in the future there will be like because we're all tapped into this weird hypnotic system where you just talk to people over brainwaves, but. You know, and then, a, and then an e-card. What the fuck is that? How do you get on the email? What, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, send, sending someone a letter is effectively the same thing I'm talking about. So you send a letter to someone today in the mail and it feels uh, sentimental. So the reason why people are not just coming to, coming to an event or, ordinarily is because there's no sentiment to it. Call you call your best friend on the phone. You say, "Hey, James or Jack or Jill or whatever," and you say, "Hey, uh, I've got a birthday party coming up. Do you mind coming to the party?" And then they show up to the party. You know, but you you have a one on one connection with them. Instead, what everybody's doing is saying, "Hey, Jack, I saw you were a videographer in an in an, a blanketed email and where it's just an algorithm that finds that this person's a videographer and this person's a fucking." Uh, graphic designer and sends them this generic email invitation come by i
1: mean i hear what you're saying you know like uh i know that um to me it's like there's so many variables you know like people yeah. when it's a people game it's unpredictable yeah it's there's conflict um that that's a service to me that I can't do on my by myself. Like I, I can't find the people. I can't find like where am I where am I supposed to find a Trent Knox and a Brian Kern? Like where 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 am I supposed to find them? Where are they? That, I, I care more about that because in my life I know that people are the assets. You know what I mean? Uh, especially in my line of work, mm-hmm. that's more fascinating to me. It, what and there's so many shady impersonators out there it's kind of hard to filter through that system like how many people um, are phony baloney mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, and not to be a judgmental asshole but they're out there um, but to find authentic people, work authentic people you put it in a bottle and sell it people are going to buy that shit yeah
0: yeah I, I you know I appreciate that. Uh, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. I felt like, um, I I definitely feel like, I I come from, um, and you actually brought this up to me before that I carry myself like I have a million dollars. That's the way I was raised, though. You know, I never had a million dollars. You know, but I was told to always treat people with respect, always be kind, um, and that sometimes became a conflict because in more urban environments everybody's constantly shit talking each other and downing each other to where it's become uh, uh, the way that they communicate and if they see anything that's, uh, that's not like that that's not doesn't have that toxicity, they, they immediately see it as the threat or, or threatening. You, yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and I think I've encountered that,
1: I've encountered that.
0: I think it's possibly, um, it's 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 just due to um, the the family environment in these in these ur- urban areas are are, I, I now we're getting to the getting into. Uh, how people should raise their children, but they're they're being um, abandoned. Children feel abandoned, abandonment. So they're constantly looking for uh, someone to be their father figure or their or their mother figure, maternal or paternal figures, uh, in in exchange uh, in uh, in exchange for their actual family who is working their ass off to provide for them while they're while they're just putting them in front of a television screen. I had that lifestyle. I'm not saying that I didn't have that lifestyle. That's why I'm into video games is because that was an a, an escape from the reality that I lived in and this is a right. very upsetting and depressing reality, but I was always told by my family when I did interact with them to be nice, be kind, don't don't treat other people inferior. Um, when I grew up, as I grew up, there were certain segments of, of, of the, the society that did things without judgment that led to me having a bias towards, uh, that community. Um, and, uh, and I, there are th- pains in my life that have made me, uh, experience racism, from myself, the way that others look at me and the way that I look at others, I am a human being, you know? I'm not a robot. I'm not... Not a robot, that's not the way to put it. Um, I'm not insensitive. I don't lack yeah. empathy. The word empathy has been, using, has been being used as an attack mechanism, saying that I'm more valuable than someone else because I you lack empathy you're not you have autism and that's only for for those specific people to escape the reality of when they are I get very heated about this
1: you know um I think your brain is your neurons are conditioned to see things in a uh, defensive way. Yeah, I definitely believe it's that It's not too. your fault, not your fault. If you had to reshuffle the deck and start over again, I don't think you would have booked it this way, right? It's mm-hmm. not your fault, but you owe it to your consciousness and you owe it to escape the matrix and, and you owe it to recalibrate your neurons and to turn them on to the the offensive, no, you know, in in a positive way. Like, I I had to do that myself, you know. And and like I said, I don't want to compare my vision and my goals and my blah, 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 my purpose to yours. I agree. Um, Dakota says the greater your purpose, the greater your conflict, right? And we all have different, um, you know, uh, frequencies of that. Right. Some higher, some lower, and it's all relative. But, dude, I, I had such a broken psychology that I went to people that spoke my language to help me get Humpty Dumpty back together again so I could mm-hmm. pick up my pieces, my shards, and, and get through it, you know, mm-hmm. to cope through it, man. And if I didn't have that, I didn't have a bigger brother, I didn't have a father, I didn't have any, anybody biologically to be there in that capacity, but I found them in heroes and father figures, and they really helped me, they, they really shifted the, the lens of my life to look at life in a, in a way that can benefit me, uh, in a positive way. I feel the way you talk about empathy being weaponized, I feel that's the way positivity, the word has been weaponized as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a drug, it's like a dopamine hit of like, be positive, it's like saying, be in denial about it, and that's not the way I mean it, or that's not the way I hear it, but I do see people try to shrug that off. How you feel feel about, like, the the Instagram culture of people have, like, it all figured out or whatever, the only thing that still hurts me, I'm a 30-year-old man, is when I see people that come off like they don't need, they don't need friends, they don't need help, they don't need, they got it all in terms of their people. Like there's no one else they're gonna let into that club. When I see that, it it, it hurts me. I'm mm-hmm. very sensitive. Like I feel like I have something to offer everybody, even if I don't want to. <laughs> uh, that that's something to me. Like I still don't have. I'm I'm Wolverine walking around. I'm worthless alone. I mm-hmm. still don't have my people, my X-Men to to really. Uh, to really make interesting things happen. And when I see, I, I get jealous when I look on the uh, the internet as a whole and I see, wow, people, people got these little clubs. They got the, you know, even the alt-right got each other. I'm like, fuck, I, I don't even have three people that I can hang out with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I'm like, I'm being sold that. Uh, but I've wanted that ever since I was a kid when I wanted friends on the playground and all that. So I guess I'll always want that, and I I I need to let that go. But um, I relate to you in that way, and I think in I think in the the reason why I'm kind of like I give you tough love in a way mm-hmm. is because I've been in your shoes, not exactly, but I've been. Uh, I think we're two hurt people, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I have felt feelings that are similar to that close enough, anyways, and I also know that. Life is fucking great sometimes. Life is fucking sweet sometimes. Um true. And and that's worth focusing on more. Mm-hmm. It is. But it's like anything. This goes back to the discipline thing, like if you don't exercise your focus, then life happens to you instead of for you.
0: Mhm. I um
1: I do gotta I do gotta wrap it up in a bit, but let's take it home.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I forgot to um I forgot to make this uh this podcast go live, but I did record it. So It's all good. Um, yeah. And it's it's um it's bits and pieces like this where I just yeah, I feel I, I that's failure, you know? Failure What do you mean? Uh when you don't accomplish what you Let me are, tell you what failure is. Failure right. is
1: you never messaged me to do this. Mm-hmm. That's failure.
0: No, ne- what do you mean? I never messaged you.
1: If you never messaged oh, me to I, be on I... your
0: podcast, yeah. that—that's failure. Yeah, yeah. But you did. Yeah. I feel like that's something I'm very good at. I think that's really something I'm good at. Is—is is when I have a, have a desire, I do what I, and if I think it's accomplishable even when i don't think it's accomplishable i'll i'll do my best to to try and make it happen um you know i i've sent emails to some of the biggest you know people in austin to try and get them to uh participate in whatever my crazy, crazy world is you know and uh i haven't received back you know a lot of uh a lot of positive um, recognition, but you know it's it's one step down the line. Um, it's interesting. You have a relationship with someone that a business relationship with Dakota Meyer um, that happened. It is the online relationship. You know uh-huh. that, yeah. that people are looking for these days. You you are that is a, um, a shining example of of it happening very well, right? Um, it I, it is, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And even Tanner, uh, it, it's all it's IRL or in real life experience. Um, but he decided to move to Austin, and it just so happened that he was in. Uh, an internet built company on it and met Lance Armstrong, and that became yep. his next step into the, in into building mm-hmm. his business. Um, I've been around people and I haven't found that connection. You know what I mean. That mentorship connection, that next mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. level. I'd say that you are a mentor. I mean, our ages are very close. I you and. Uh, are Tanner and your ages are very close. Uh, I don't have that, that mentorship where the person's two times my age. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: well, do with, I? With, 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 um, with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky. Like, me and Dakota are friends. You know, like, I, I know he knows everything about my personal life and I know everything about his. Like, it's crazy. You know, our kids. Um, uh, could be closer, but you know they're close, and I think they're going to grow up together. And it's, it's an incredible feeling because he's an incredible, one of a kind person, and there's a business relationship side to it, as well. well but uh, it's, a it's, you together. know, the day I met him, I, I never had any expectations. Like okay. uh, I think it's, I think that that's important. You know, yeah. like you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. Like when I met him, uh, after my handshake with him in the beginning, like it, you know everything else was like we'll see what happens like I I didn't have an expectation Mm -hmm. and I didn't desire anything even though I was being tested I was being judged there there was an opportunity hanging above me uh after 15 years of this is it no it's not this is it no it's not Mm -hmm. failure 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 Mm failure after 15 years of questioning myself like you know being 30 years old like should I still be doing this when I put my my heart down, I meet this guy, right? So, not to be romantic about it, but you, you, you can't orchestrate that. And one thing that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about all the time is patience, you know what I mean? That's the thing that I think turns people off about him, is ultimately, at the end of the day, he's saying, yeah, you might not get it until you're 30, and guess what? You're going to get it when you're 30 and still be young as fuck. Some people don't want to don't swallow that, man, but you're also 24 years old. Calm yeah. the fuck down. you know what I mean like I know you're not that I know you're not I don't want to make this about being hasty or whatever but
0: you have your whole life
1: ahead of you um
0: you know I don't know uh what your your life situation's ever been but I had a very interesting life situation where the female um characters in my life uh when I was uh emotional or crying they'd punch me in the face uh and it goes, it goes down to, um, what Gary V says, like, oh, there's a lot of kids out there who've not been punched in the mouth. Uh, they haven't had yeah. that, that pain. Well, my pain's yeah. the worst pain that you could possibly have in the society. As they say, women are, are inferior to men. They try to push that propaganda, man, I grew up around strong women that punch you in the mouth. If you're crying, you know, yeah. Yeah. Stop acting like a little bitch. Punch you right in the mouth. Um, yeah, yeah. because I don't I don't know why, but they are hard workers. You know, um, I don't know who these people are that don't have these type of women around them that are like that, um, and, and that becomes bra- you know you don't have to brag, bro. W- what do you mean?
1: It was kind of a joke, but uh. You're like I don't know who these people are that don't have these types of women around them, and I was like, don't brag.
0: Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe that you do have those type of women around you, and that's why you are successful.
1: My um, whole life is about trying to make the women in my life proud of me, mm-hmm. whether if it's my mom, Claire, or Fiona, my daughter, like, or yeah. my sister. Like, I'm trying to make them proud of me, and everything I, I try to do is like, am I enough? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, that's the only validation I really need is just. Because they're they're responsible for my dreams. They're the my dreams. Do you think they set up f- the lights for my dreams? You know what I mean. So yeah. they, if the shot ain't good enough for them, then what the fuck am I? Do, what are we doing this for? You know? Fuck. I think that's the way. That's the best way to end it, right then and there, man. You know. So Knox, thanks very much for asking me to do this, man. Just so you know, peek behind the curtain. I'm at an HEB parking lot. And uh, I wanted to give you this time, man. If I had to try to do this at my house, my, you know, it would just be loud, and I wouldn't be able to get this done, man. So uh, thanks for for asking me. And just so you know, feel free to call me anytime, man. If you ever want to grab lunch, like you never have to worry about it; it's on me.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Speak to you again later.
1: You good, Trent?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Appreciate it. Well, that was an interesting interview with Knives Monroe. We went deep. We went deep. We um, we we talked about a lot of good uh, good subjects, and um, I hope that I hope this beca- brings insight to myself and uh, the people that have listened to this interview. Um, I hope that I can go back to it and uh, and learn a bit of bit bit more about myself and where I'm going um, kind of brings up a lot of pain and um, and shows a lot of weakness in uh, the person that I am um, and i I don't ever want to feel weak uh, there's uh there's no sh- there's no there's no acceptable way to be weak Um, because you can be taken advantage of and strength is the only way to overcome that but in strength you, you, you experience pain and in weakness you extreme pain and that extreme pain is what can uh, lead someone to think about committing suicide or putting themselves in a position where they can be murdered. Um, and my goal is to help people avoid those circumstances, um, that's through a face-to-face reality check or an online podcast that someone can interpret the data and see that there are people out there um, that can help uh, that may be in the same position you are and they want to help you maybe this podcast was not that uh, there were times in which we disagreed. Uh, there was times we were on different, um, different pla- different wavelengths of conversation. Uh, I tend to use words uh, in a direct and indirect manner and finding out that we've been putting together sentences that cause other people pain and. Uh, that we need to use our our brains to to build a build a sentence prior to to uh, to voicing our opinions or our perspectives, um, and I believe that the mechanism of podcasts, as you're hearing your voice uh, in your headphone from time to time, some people do not um, provides you with that type of insight and. Um, I'm not trying to blab blabber on and on with these these podcasts I I want there to be some in uh, incentive and value into listening to these podcasts and, and talk about the hard truths um, we did not go and I don't want it to be scripted at all times i I want it to be freeform we covered a lot of the topics i've been uh, contemplating but i will definitely get back to y'all with another episode very soon i am very disappointed this did not go live because now you will not be able, those people who listen to it live uh, will not be able to listen to it live they'll have to listen to it aod but i appreciate y'all for listening in and uh, i'll catch you on the next episode